0: Welcome to the Sustain, Change and Grow podcast, where we discuss questions related to climate change and sustainable personal development with experts across different fields. I'm Dilara Salahova. I am currently working at the European Central Bank on sustainable finance topics. And I would like to emphasize that this podcast is not related to my work at the ICB. Instead, it is a part of my desire and effort to raise awareness about the importance of individual actions to address current environmental issues and to bring desired changes into one's life. In this episode, I'm happy to welcome my guest, Anne Le Cor. She is a 20-years-old ecological activist. She is co-founder of the first union focused on the green transformation, Printemps Ecologique, and of a workshop against sexism. She previously worked in the automotive industry and in the consulting for public and private organizations. But two years ago, she decided to change her career path, and now she is devoting all her time to development of Pontons écologique that will give employees tools for them to accelerate their company's social and ecological transformation. So very welcome, Anne. Thank you. And uh, I'm really (laughs) excited about having you and looking forward to discuss the Ponton Ecologique. But first, let me start with some more personal questions and to know how it all started. So what is sustainability for you and why do you care?
1: First, thank you for having me. I'm very excited for this discussion with you. And thank you for the first question. Sustainability, for me, would be guaranteeing life on Earth, human life for everyone, and not only our life, but our life on a living planet. So it, sustainability, will ask that question, is how do we live on this planet on a viable way for us, but also for our environment? And the challenge is to meet the need of all within the mean of the planet. I don't know if that's clear, but in other words, it means to ensure that no one falls short on life's essential. So we can think of food, housing, healthcare, political voice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we want to ensure collectively that we do not overshoot our pressure on Earth's life-supporting systems because we fundamentally depend on those life-supporting systems. And we can think, for example, on stable climate, fertile soils, protective ozone layers. Those are things that we depend on for our survival. I'm just uh, talking about that because I'm thinking of two days ago when we had the news that we are out of one planetary limit, that is chemical pollution online. So we overcome five of them. So um, sustainability would be just staying within that those nine limits, planetary
0: limits. So what do you mean by the nine planetary limits? So what are they?
1: That theory is called the donut, economic donut, and that is setting nine planetary limits. And it just basically says that we need to stay within those nine limits to have a, a safe, viable planet to live on. It went out in the news like two days ago, and specifically on chemical pollution when you have the limits that is overcome. And this is a very alarming aspect, meaning that we are not staying within those limits.
0: And so those limits, can you name them? Like, Can you give examples
1: of those limits? Yeah, sure. Uh, So you have chemical pollution. So that's the one we just talked about. But you also have ozone layer. Depletion, climate change, ocean acidification, you okay. have freshwater withdrawals, land conversion, biodiversity loss, air pollution. And that's kind of yeah. the okay. nine I see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I see. Okay, thank you for this. And when did you think the first time? And what was this light bulb moment when you decided that you have to do something? And did you start with your personal actions or did you immediately think no i have to change the world and the organizations etc so what was your journey
1: my journey i think it always started like this exchanges with uh, friends and colleagues and stuff so we started talking about that problem and i just got deeper and deeper into the subject reading seeing conferences and stuff so you are right i started with individual action like not taking the plane Stop eating meat, reducing my waste. But it was a strange feeling because, you know, you do some efforts that cost you on your life. And you know also, in the meantime, that it has more or less zero impact. So this is very frustrating. Zero impact because, you know, at your scale, it doesn't mean anything. When you compare to what we need to change for... um, being on a sustainable world, but you are doing it because you cannot look at yourself in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm eating that much meat and it pollutes that much and I'm responsible that much for what is con- it's happening. Mm-hmm. And the best impact at the end of individual action is in the exemplarity you are showing to your friend, your colleagues, your surrounding. So this is always something that brings discussion on the matter. It's not for the impact of the individual action itself, but more of what it brings in the discussion when you show what you do. Mm -hmm.
0: So essentially you continue doing what you have to do as an individual, but I feel a bit of disappointment that this is not enough, that people, maybe like individuals that you have around, that they don't convert quick enough. And so... These individual actions are not sufficient and you have to do and do something beyond the,
1: this. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, that's exactly it. And then when you start thinking more, you just realize that collective action is one of the key because that's that's one of the most effective tools you can use. And yeah, so that's how I started having action within my companies, bringing people and so on. So yeah, one of the key moments of uh, me becoming an activist was when the media covered a lot Amazonian forest burning. Mm-hmm. So that was, I was like, okay, I just need to change my life because I cannot keep doing what I'm doing right now. And I need to be more engaged in, in collective actions.
0: Right. Did you try to change or convert your friends, your relatives? (laughs) Uh, Well, given your age, I imagine that the people around you of the same age, you don't need to convert them, but the people um, like your parents maybe, or the people who are elder, there you, you need to make an effort. So how did it
1: work Yeah. But you you actually would be surprised because I I have a lot of friends that are my age and not that sensible to the subject that we could think. They know there is a problem, but from knowing there is a problem to actually taking action, there is like a kind of a step. But yeah, yeah, I started, of course, at first trying to talk about it with my family. For example, becoming a vegetarian was kind of a big thing for them. But I very quickly realized that I didn't want it to become the person you don't want to see at the family dinner because she's always talking of of the same subject so I was like in the neck (laughs) yeah exactly so (laughs) same for feminism you know this same fight so the decision I made after two years of talking to this subject is stop talking of this subject with my friend and family if they have questions they can ask me but I won't bring the subject on the table because I want to keep my friends and my family. And my action is in my daily job. So I'm trying to put people in action, mm-hmm. but all of them, not specifically my family first, on my friend first. I don't know if that's clear, but that's too much time consuming and too much energy you put in your family. And it brings a lot of problems with it. So much debate, so
0: much energy you yeah. want to put on the what, table. What, why, why this resistance? They don't this, agree. They don't believe that this is happening. They don't want to change their
1: lifestyle. What are the reasons that you think? They are actually convinced that there is a problem, that climate change is real, and stuff like that. But you know, we would need so much more effort than what we actually do. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, that's the subject. I want to put energy in talking about the subject on a large scale and not one by one in my family members. So, yeah, this is only uh, because debates are, yeah, time-consuming, especially when it's your family. Because on the ecological aspect, you can have debates on everything because we are talking about a systemic problem and we are talking about a new vision of society, how do we keep a society together on this subject? So, yeah, it's... I just stop with my family. Okay, So, <laughs> so
0: let me be a bit provocative. So in a way, it was not very successful to convert uh, your family and your friends uh, to, to follow the path. Why do you think that uh, trying to convert companies and uh, employers will be more successful?
1: Mm, my family is kind of, yeah, families and friends, they are sure that what I do and is, actually a good thing to do but in company I think you have a lot of people that are having kind of a cognitive dissonance they are engaged with in their personal life but mm-hmm. when they arrive arriving in at the job it's kind of like they forget about it so like I felt it when I was working in a consulting company mm-hmm. uh, I felt like everything I was believing in and fighting for outside of my company was not something I could express within the company. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of people, very inspiring people that uh, are taking action, taking initiative I- within their company. And they need first to be in a collective movement and that they need to be inspired and helped in the initiatives they are taking within companies. And that's right. where we arrive with Planto Ecology.
0: Okay, so basically you, you're changing your your fight. So you're not fighting with those who don't want to change but you're trying to bring a platform for those who want to act and they just don't know how and that's what you're doing essentially yeah yeah okay so then let's move to the prontonic logic and please tell me how did it start and what is it and what are your goals
1: yeah it all started with employees that wanted to engage within their company and so we started one person started gathering a community of people, employees around himself to be stronger and just to be inspired one by another. And all together, we started to explore all the options that we have to engage our organization on the ecological transition path. And we identified unionism as one tool. And we just thought like, oh, okay, unionism, labor unions are very powerful. They are shaping the productive system. They are shaping condition of work they are shaping companies and public administration so we think that this could be a very effective tool to bring ecological transition within social dialogue and how company works so basically that was the idea like okay we want to push our company to go quicker on social and ecological transformation and we think unionism could be used for that So that's how it started. It basically started two years ago. And it started also with the first lockdown of COVID because we launched Pronto Ecologic and then we got all locked down. So we had like a lot of people with a lot of time, just like, okay, what do we do? Okay, let's launch a green labor union. And and that was a very specific moment we started that. And yes, that's how it started.
0: And so uh, now it's been two years, right? And you're yes. fully devoting your time uh, to this. How do you assess the success of like these two years pass? Are you satisfied? Have you faced challenges that you didn't anticipate? What is your view? Mm.
1: First success is that we are still here. Because, <laughs> you know, there is a lot of organizations that don't go two years. So first success is being still an organization two years after that. But there were so many challenges and there is still so many challenges. First is launching a movement with volunteers that are, it's not like we have employees and stuff. We are still, as of today, only volunteers. Mm -hmm. There is also the challenge that we need to explain very carefully and in a very clear way why we want to use labor union to tackle the ecological transition because there is a strong misconception of traditional unionism by employees a lot of employees as of today there is not a lot of people engaged within unions so we need to kind of change the image and just show and explain to people that is a strong tool that they can be using and Mm -hmm. so that's a very strong challenge we have yeah, after two years, i'm I'm very happy that we are an organization still going on and developing tools and being with people on the field. So we are helping candidates, uh, representative of employees and employees to uh, take initiative. We are defending them too. So when they have a problem, can be anything with their work contract or anything, we are also able to help them. So yeah. You're
0: like a proper union with uh, defending the rights and um, with all the qualities of a union. So not only focusing on the on the ecological transition.
1: Sure. And one thing is important. It's like we are a trade union. We do what trade unions do, but we also want to extend the right of the employees. because it, it's so useless to have a job if you can breathe proper air or drink, drink cable, war. Mm You know what I mean? Like uh, defending the right of the employee goes also defending the common good and uh, our planet.
0: So it's
1: extending citizen right to that. Okay. Yeah.
0: And how people are taking you? Like, Are they enthusiastic? Uh, So you mentioned there is some skepticism uh, about this um, union format. But beyond this, do people support your, well, let's say, movement or your actions mm. and they welcome it? Or they think, well, that's maybe government should do something and somebody else should do something and not really you and the
1: unions. No, uh, we have different reactions. You always depend on the person we have in front of us, but uh, we have very enthusiastic and curious reaction because of the image of unionism. We'll always be curious and interesting by the fact that we are new trade union and that we are kind of reinventing how it works. So this is always enthusiastic and curious. And yeah, there also that uh, challenge we just mentioned before that is explaining why we are using that tool as trade union, but yeah, I, I might mention something like maybe you know the triangle of inaction. And uh, no, triangle of inaction is like a concept that say that you have company, state, and consumer. Mm-hmm. And company are saying we won't move because we are waiting for consumer and states to do something. State will be like no, we are we don't have the means, so we are waiting for companies and consumer citizen to move and so on so consumer and citizen are saying no we can't do anything on so we are waiting for companies and states to move yeah where to small so, to act yeah exactly and at the end nobody does nothing so what we're saying is yeah everyone has to move in at the same time and not waiting for the others so that's also our job to put the transition ecological transition to in every structure we can and mm-hmm. unions are one of those structure and they're they have like a very strong power to to act and change things so we need unions to move on that subject and move faster than it actually is right yes
0: so everyone should do their part
1: yeah and on the systemic action because
0: yeah do you think france uh, does enough or yeah like uh, France is quite advanced in terms of its environmental agenda. Do you think it's enough, or there is much to be done? And do you think that companies, uh, in part, uh, are not moving fast enough because of lacking regulation or infrastructure, or something else? What is your view on this?
1: Well, well, the fact that France is more that you think is more advanced than other countries is a kind of worrying because <laughs> I think we should move very much faster than that, actually. I don't know how we are on the 2015 plan, but I don't think we are on the track for having like, for example, a carbon neutrality, as the COP said, but anyway. But yeah, I think there is, I think for a greener economy and we are not on track, Company have, a lot of to rethink in their way of functioning. I think like we have three topics to tackle for the economical models of companies, how we redirect the goals of company and questioning their business model, relatively to their actual and future impact on society. And there is models, new business models that uh, exist and need to be experimented by those companies. You also have uh, another subject that is accountability. How do we include our ecosystem in the process, our environment in the process of valuing companies and our economy? Because today the impact is not included within the value we give to our economy. Like we need to just rethink the way we value our growth or environment we value
0: happiness we value yeah, people's exactly. uh, life satisfaction etc right so exactly, like yeah. we should uh, go essentially beyond just gdp exactly. we should uh, measure other aspects of life and which make us happy as citizens and uh, fulfilled uh, uh, also in in line with the environmental goals right
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And as of today, like we see that countries only see their success by GDP, for example, or they are not taking enough other measures into account. And it actually applies to companies. I mean, if my company is polluting a lot, polluting an ecosystem or anything, it should actually lower the overall value of my company on the market. And it should have an impact for the investors. So there is that accountability subject to take into account. And the third would be governance. How do we make our companies and organization more democratic? How do we include more citizens and employees in the decision-making system and process, for example, that are kind of a thing that we need to work more. Yeah, right. But there actually, there is a question
0: and I think a bit of a dilemma. So a proverb, you can't uh, have a cake and eat it too, I think reflects uh, very well. And what I want to say is the employees who, let's say, part of your Ponton Ecologic labor union, they want to change uh, the company's behavior. But then to essentially cut emissions... For example, we take the extreme case of a very polluting company like coal producing company. To reduce emissions of this company essentially means that the company should stop producing coal and so that the employees should leave the company. And then Mm. the question is why the employees whose objectives and values are not in line with the company's actions don't leave the company just themselves? So why should they, you know, blow it from inside
1: there, there is a dilemma right so there, there is actually kind of a dilemma but maybe if you know your company is polluting or is having a bad impact maybe you want to change your job maybe you want your company to be transformed and transform what she does maybe she's gonna have a completely different activity what you don't want to, to be as an employee is laid off and not being able to just have an, another job or a different job. Mm-hmm. What you want is being trained and being having a job that is transforming itself, maybe in the same company, maybe in a different company, but you want to be able to have the capabilities and knowledge to adapt and being employed somewhere else or in the same company, but in with a different economical model. Know what i mean and i think what is important is the way we go with the employees and we train go with follow a, a company yeah a company, the employees in the transformation of that job and of the economy so this is the most important train training and having also a clear view on what in where the company is going if my company is transforming going doing, uh, I don't know, solar panels instead of coal, how we accompany the, those transfer competencies.
0: Okay. And can you be a bit more specific about your steps that uh, you're thinking about? Uh, so how do you work with the candidates, uh, with the uh, people who uh, become part of the Ponton Ecologique? Uh, so what are your business models? So what do you do exactly? So you mentioned this training, what do you train them for or to do what and what are the uh, steps
1: yeah so we are at the beginning of this of quantum Ecologic. so as of today when someone is taking a membership and wants to be a help we are having like a little just meeting we meet and uh, the person is integrated into the community so you get to know a lot of people that are like you like me engage within the organization and then you start okay what can i do what initiatives can i ha- bring and we just identify which one would be interesting giving your context because you don't you will not have the same initiative in a big company or in a little company so it's really depend on your context and then we will help you putting that initiative giving you insight from other people that are already in the process of having this initiative but for example we have carbon footprint analysis that we can help you with it gives actually a clear vision of when and where the company is emitting the most and then it gives you keys for talking to your management saying okay uh, that's where we are the most emitting or polluting so what can we do about it? Let's have a plan of action. And uh, it can be really a lot of lot of action, a lot of initiatives. This is very, very, very complete. Like you can do a lot of, you can do training, you can do, yeah, you, you can bring a lot of initiative and action within your company.
0: Okay, so basically uh, all you need from a, a member is just the will to, to act and... Yeah. Afterwards, basically you you're ready to brainstorm together to look at the company, what a company can do to train with the knowledge about the 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 climate change, the the actions that company can do, train um, some other soft skills for negotiations, even talking to your to your boss. And okay,
1: right, that's and if the person doesn't want to act within their company, can also act. Within Ecologic. I mean, it's uh, we have some people that are just thinking that are too alone in their company thinking that. And so they're like, okay, so I'm just going to be volunteering at Printemps Ecologic and mm-hmm. not specifically in my company, but helping the others spread in other employees.
0: Yeah. Now, the community is super important to know that you're not alone. And there yeah. are other people who think the same way. I think it's really key. Mm. And especially now with the COVID yeah. <laughs> closed in our four walls, this mm-hmm. feeling of being alone and not knowing what to do is super strong. Yeah. And uh, in how many companies do you already have your representatives or your members?
1: We have around 200 members. So it depends. It's kind of the same amount of Company, I think it would be one hundred companies, one hundred fifty. I don't really know exactly, because it really depends. Some people are members and they are alone in their company, and some people are alone, are several people of Pronton Ecologic in the same company. So Mm -hmm. it really depends.
0: And how Pronton Ecologic is organized itself? So you are uh, what four founding members, Uh, then you have two hundred members. Do you organize regular meetings? Like, what is, what is the structure? How do you organize yourself?
1: We basically have five people that are very, very invested and that are kind of doing the logistical work, mm-hmm. uh, taking a lot of decisions. And then we have like a, a big assembly that is being uh, held every year so that's two times for now taking big decisions and stuff like that but basically people are very free so you can if you have an idea and you want to bring it in planton ecology you just talk to people ask questions do you think that's a good idea what do you think how could we do it and then you are completely free to do it it's called a duocracy so basically, you just talk about your idea, take feedbacks, and then go ahead. If some people want to work with you, go ahead. Like really freedom. <laughs> you basically very free.
0: Okay. So as a new structure, you have a lot of freedom, initiative-driven democracy. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cool. see. So there are also other organizations. Actually, they're really popping up uh, with the. I'm I'm quite impressed by the number of initiatives, and I would call it the social startups. So, and how do you interact, communicate with them? Do you find the common ground? Do you lead, conduct actions together? So what are the relationships there?
1: Very good, actually. That's, That's a very good sign. You're right. There is more and more organization involved in how do we transform companies on social and ecological matters. So, yeah, yeah, there is a lot of uh, organization, more and more. There is Le the Collective, there is those kind of organization, and we have very good relationships with them. For example, uh, we are organizing on 1st of May, three days of a festival, gathering those actors that are, are acting for ecological transition within companies, organization, and stuff. So it's going to be as much as management of big companies, management of smaller companies but also other trade unions public organization but also collective of employees you you see that's a strong diversity of actors and they're all working together i think right now some organization a very good relationship one with another but we're missing like kind of coordination on those subjects Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what is aiming the festival and then having that ambition to bring also a plan of action after the festival saying, okay, we met, we uh, had that space of dialogue. Now, how do we go further and how we take action together as uh, organizations? Well,
0: that's, that's good. That's really positive because most yeah. t- you're not uh, trying to, to be rivals, but uh, you're working together. That's super important. And do you know, uh, examples, how does it work uh, in other countries? Are there similar actions, like uh, through unions? Uh, What is
1: happening around? The union landscape is very diverse through Europe because uh, there is not the same systems. Uh, This is not the same system from a country to another. But we see unions, labor unions, taking more and more into account the, the question of ecological transition but there is none that is taking the ecological transition as a lens for seeing the social problem on a systemic level so for I, as i as far as i know anti Ecologic is kind of the unique union on that aspect uh, but we see more and more of the traditional labor union taking that problem and we are being in contact with a lot of European trade unions with which we discuss and uh, sometimes we do presentation and stuff like that so I think um, with different uh, way of action anyway this kind of initiative is spreading and the idea that labor unions have a very strong role to play is actually present in since 2015 so Mm The international organization of work just say okay trade unions you need to play a role in that it's not new it's just taking a bit more time okay yeah it,
0: it takes time to start acting yeah exactly Okay, so our time is is almost up. So I have uh, three last questions. So one is about you, because for you, it was a big change, I imagine. So uh, leaving the corporate world and starting this completely new work with Ponton Ecologique. So I see what moves you. So it's the feeling of this personal uh, responsibility to act regarding to uh, what's happening with the planet, uh, the environmental issues. But how do you go through this change? I imagine that sometimes it's tough. So, uh, or maybe you're enjoying it. So how do you cope? And also how do you cope during the uh, doom moments?
1: With a uh, you mean when I feel uh, uh, discouragement or something like that? Yes, yeah, so when you feel, I, mm,
0: yeah, discouraged. When you think, oh, why? Why did I change my job? I should have
1: always stayed. <laughs> um, I, I think that the way, so basically, when you realize what is on her, our head, you have different phases. You have the realization you're refusing then the reality then you are feeling very very bad and then you are taking action and you feel better Mm -hmm. that's basically how it happened when you realize ecological emergency and so the way I cope with that reality is taking action and making it my job and being in the action and a very very important thing is being with the collective with a lot of other people that are taking action and that inspire me and uh, yeah basically people that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a collective a collective action is one of the things that is the most is inspiring for me and uh, makes me very much move Make me move very much yeah
0: Okay, so the like-minded people and the, their actions are inspiring. So, and I think it's, it's really powerful and you know, mm-hmm. insightful that we, well, we're probably, not probably, we're going through moments of weakness and that's when other people and their uh, behavior supports us and we keep moving forward. Yes. Okay, so and if somebody wants to start acting So what
1: piece of advice would you give to this person? To take the vision of what's going on, I think you could start with Fresque du Climat, Climate Fresco, because that's training and that's also meeting new people. Then, of course, uh, taking a membership at Printemps (laughs) Ecologique. And third, it will always be getting to meet new people that can inspire you and that can give you powerful advice. This is all about meeting people on the the subject. Right,
0: thank you. I think that's that's a really good suggestions. And can you tell me two books that inspired
1: you the most? Um, Yeah, the first one is how uh, it's Pablo Servi, uh, how everything can collapse. So that's a very strong <laughs> book. Uh, there is a, a very inspiring <laughs> title. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is very... That's the one that actually ring about me. And the second one is Where... Où atterrir, Bruno Latour. It's uh, Where to Land. Okay, it's a French author. Yeah, both are French. Okay. But I think they're in English too. And what
0: the second is about?
1: Uh... Où atterrir bruno latour yeah and so, um, so uh, is it about uh,
0: what to do next <laughs> yeah how yeah basically okay <laughs> well thank you very much Anne. i think that was very insightful and very interesting conversation and thank all you, the YouTube. best with the Prompton ecologique and hope uh, many more companies and people will
1: join it the movement that's what thank we you very need. much bye bye bye